There's a memorial of St. Pius X. He was Pope from 1903 to 1914. Renowned for fulfilling his task in the spirit of simplicity, poverty, and courage. And for arousing the faithful to a Christian way of life. And for waging constant warfare against the heirs of his age. I'll just say one thing about each one of those things. Arousing the faithful to a Christian way of life and waging constant warfare against the heirs of his, way, of his age. Well, one way that he aroused the faithful to a Christian way of life is by writing on the Psalms. He has a beautiful document on the Psalms called Divinu Aflatu. And here's a paragraph from that. The Psalms have also a wonderful power to awaken in our hearts the desire for every virtue. Athanasius says, Though all scripture, both old and new, is divinely inspired and has its use in teaching, as we read in scripture itself, yet the book of Psalms, like a garden enclosing the fruits of all the other books, produces their fruits in song, and in the process of singing, brings forth its own special fruits to take their place beside them. In the same place, Athanasius rightly adds, the Psalms seem to me to be like a mirror in which the person using them can see himself in the stirrings of his own heart. He can recite them against the background of his his own emotions. Augustine says in his Confessions, how I wept when I heard your hymns and canticles being deeply moved by the sweet singing of your church. Those voices flowed into my ears, truth filtered into my heart, and from my heart surged waves of devotion. Tears ran down, and I was happy in my tears. And I found that in my experience as well. Every emotion that I've wrestled with has been reflected in in the Psalms, and not just in a way that my emotions are revealed to me and I now drown in them, but in a way that the Psalms give to me uh, the right words, the right expression to then relate my words to the Lord. So now I'm no longer alone with my emotions, but I'm now bringing them to God and turning them into prayer and developing my relationship with Him and therefore being aroused to a Christian way of life. And the second is that he waged constant warfare against the heirs of his age. There's a book here called The Popes Against Modern Heirs, and there it's a collection of 16 papal documents from 1832 to 1950, and six of them are attributed to St. Pius X. And I don't necessarily recommend someone to study these things on their own because it can lead them down a a difficult path pretty quickly. And so to study them with proper guidance and proper context is, is important. But it's not to say that to know Christian doc- doctrine is not important. That's certainly not true. To know Christian doctrine is essential. Christian doctrine, they're, they're not Christ themselves, but they're signposts that lead us to Christ. If we're walking down a dark valley, we need lights. We need the light to enlighten us, to enlighten our path, 
so that we stay on the right path. St. John Chrysostom put it this way, Serious doctrine holds in check and prevents dissipation. It leads to virtue and sharpens the mind's eye. It helps us to see the right path. It helps us to follow Christ. It helps us to develop our relationship with him. And here's a paragraph from St. Pius X on the errors of his age. With truly lamentable results, our age, the beginning of the 20th century, casting aside all restraint in its search for the ultimate causes of things, frequently pursues novelty so ardently that it rejects the legacy of the human race. Thus it falls into very serious errors, which are even more serious when they concern sacred authority, the interpretation of sacred scripture, and the principal mysteries of faith. The fact that many Catholic writers also go beyond the limits determined by the Fathers and the Church herself is extremely regrettable. In the name of higher knowledge and historical research, they say, they are looking for that progress of dogmas, which is in reality nothing but the corruption of dogmas. So we want to be careful of that as well, with modern errors that have to do with the corruption of dogmas. And these are two ways that St. Pius X can help us to be aroused to a Christian way of life and to be on constant warfare against the errors of our age. Now, I would offer an editorial error, in other words, the, the editors of this book that compiled the papal documents that are all good and true in themselves have perhaps a misguided lens. And here's what the back of the book says. After this book, the reader will be, able, will be forced to conclude the popes were right all along. So far, so good. Only by heeding the advice and counsel of these enlightened Roman pontiffs will the world be able to cast off its yoke of error and enjoy once more the true freedom our Lord spoke of when he said, etc., etc. Did you catch an error there? Will the world be able to cast off its yoke of error? The world will not be able to cast off its, its yoke of error. This is a fallen world. You will be fallen until the end of time. The purpose, the point, the direction of all of this is not to correct the world. The purpose is to save our souls, to overcome the world and live with God now and forever. And in that direction, the Lord is pretty clear. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Whenever I hear confessions, especially somebody that has been gone for a long time, and I ask them if they'd like my help to guide them through confession, this is what I ask them. Let's go through the commandments. First commandment, second commandment, third commandment. This is what we want to do to enter into life. And the young man said to him, all of these I have observed, what do I still lack? Jesus said, if you wish to be perfect, go and correct the errors of the world. No. If you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have 
and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me.